Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another phenomenal episode of Mainlining Movies. So, to start, before I introduce my co-host, which is, as usual, Nathan, let's just say that we messed this up a little bit, and by that I mean me. Uh, I fell asleep last night before we could record this, so if you want to blame the, the late upload, that, 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 that one's on me. So joining me as usual, though, is Nathan. Say hello. Hey, what's up, guys? You know, Hayden, I wasn't uh, wasn't going to call you out. Um, I was just going to say we had some technical difficulties, but uh, if you're going to take take the blame of falling the axe, I won't stop you. Yeah, yeah, we got to be honest here at uh, Mainlining Movies, man. We we've we've got to be honest. And to address a couple of things, though, uh, as you can hear, Nathan's got a new mic. I also just said uh, and we are going to try to stop ourselves from saying uh. So other than those two times I have said it, I'm going to keep a tally of how many times I have said uh. So we can uh, make a little drinking game out of this maybe next time. Maybe next time one of us will play. If, if we can, one day when we get together, one of us is going to play our podcast. And we're going to go episode by episode. And we're going to record this for you guys. And we're going to make a drinking game out of it. We're going to get together and we're going to take a shot of something or a swig of something every time one of us says, uh. So right now, as it stands, other than the, the times that I've actually said it to point out what is being used in the verbiage there, I've said it one time. And if I hear Nathan say it, I will tell him, hey, you've got an uh in there. Yeah, go ahead and call me out anytime. And just so you know, I've got my and bottle of water ready to go, so I'll take a drink each time right now. I don't care. Well, I was thinking more <laughs> alcoholic, but, you know, did I just say uh? Shoot, I did. All right, I'm at two. I'm at two. I'm at two this episode. And uh, we made we made just want to go ahead and uh, made just want to go ahead and jump into things so you can yeah stop yeah yourself. so yeah so I would like you to start this one because we're talking about vampires this week, and when it comes to vampires, I'm not too huge on vampire films, and I've only got one today that is i've seen a lot of vampire films i'm just not big on them and i excuse me sorry i have one film that is what i think is the best and also my favorite vampire film okay yeah so uh i kind of i'm taking that easy route so i'll let you start and and also i will keep a tally for you every time you say uh and we'll we'll go over that at the end please do i will try very hard tonight to to not say that and feel free to interrupt me if I say it. Just be like, hey, you said one, and I'll tally it down. I'll try to interrupt you anyway. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Anyway. Yeah, so vampires. Um, gotta love them. And uh, basically, I kind of <laughs> I, I did, did the same thing. I, I have I have two movies that are, that are listed here, but I did my what I think is the greatest and is also my favorite. And I've actually mentioned the movie a couple times in previous episodes. So people shouldn't be too shocked, but I, I did write down one that I thought I would give an honorable mention to so that, that uh, we could oh, just said it so that we could, <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know, when you think about it, it is, but if Colin coward can do it, we can too. <laughs> Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna just kind of jump right into things, and uh, I'll see. There you go. I'll uh, do my. 
<laughs> You're at four. I know, I know. I will I will do my best to stop now. We are going to just go ahead and jump into things, and I will do the movie that I, I think needs an honorable mention first. Then we can go to your movie, and then we can come back to mine, if, if that's if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can kick us off with the best and favorites. So you do what you, you, you got to do, and we'll get into this. All right. So the movie that I think needs an honorable mention uh, is the movie Fright Night, the original Fright mm-hmm, Night mm-hmm. from 1985, not the remake that had Colin Farrell in it. Uh, which I've actually that was a good one. I, I've honestly not seen it. Um, I like the original so much that that I I didn't see the. Re- I, I may have watched part of it, but I, I didn't didn't watch the whole thing. Premise of the 1985 movie is very similar to the premise of the remake made, in- which I believe the remake starred Anton Yelkin, didn't it? It did. It did. Yep. Yes, it did. It, it did. He he plays. I'm pretty sure he plays the same character, Charlie Brewster. Um, this Brewster. <laughs> this this movie. So basically, the premise of the movie is Charlie Brewster is <laughs> is an American teenage boy who decides that he doesn't need to mind his own business, and he's curious about what, <laughs> <laughs> like every teenager, like every teenager ever. And like every person in a horror movie ever, don't don't look in the cellar, don't go in the attic, don't don't get online and look up these people. Just mind your own business, and and things will will be okay for you. That's uh, that's the moral of the story. So anyway, so he witnesses his neighbor Jerry Dandridge, who is played by Chris Sarandon. Who, if anybody out there has seen The Princess Bride, knows uh, Chris Randon. But he witnesses him uh, kill a beautiful young girl in his bedroom by uh, drawing her blood from her neck with his teeth, as vampires do. So he goes on, of course, nobody believes him, but he goes on to uh, enlist the help of Peter Vincent who is a TV star played by Roddy McDowell, who's, who was kind of, in the movie, he was a lot like uh, Sammy Terry, I guess, would, would be the closest thing that we would know to to what Peter Vincent is. He shows now, more, uh, except he, he stars in the show. Yeah, so not to interject, but is Sammy Terry, um, is, I just said, um, is Sammy Terry a Midwestern thing? Is yeah. he like an Indiana thing? So, for those of you not from Indiana, Sammy Terry terrified a lot of kids Nathan's age and like my parents' age. I, I don't know if you're calling me out for being old or what's going on. No, no, you're just slightly older well, than okay. me to where you would have been younger and yeah. have experienced that. I did not get that luxury. He's still around, I believe. Uh, and actually, he does do things here and there. Actually, now it's his son who does it. Sammy Terry, the original Sammy Terry, passed away. I think it was like three or four years ago now. Um, but his son, his son still does Sammy Terry. 
Um, so he's, okay, carried the, okay. he's carried the name on. I did get the chance about, oh gosh, it's probably been 10, 11 years ago. I actually got the chance to meet Sammy Terry. So but yeah, to put that in perspective, fairly recently, because you say 10 to 11 years ago, which is a decade, but for those of you really not putting that in your mind, that's 2010, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Which seems like yesterday. I mean, we're talking peak Black Ops 1 in Modern Warfare 3 for those gamers out there. Skyrim came out in 2011, so there you go. Exactly. So, yeah, but Sammy Terry was basically a a TV host who uh, showed showed scary movies on... Kind of like Elvira. Kind of like Elvira. uh, Basically a... A white male version though <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> a a midwestern local version of of elvira would would be a a good a good comp a, a good, good comp yeah so roddy mcdowell who who plays peter vincent in this show is is, is kind of that kind of character and uh, charlie brewster who is played by william ragsdale is uh is Enlist his help to to try to stop the vampire. Of course, nobody believes him. Ends up they they go and they they find out that his neighbor really is a vampire, and <laughs> the the fight ensues. Classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. The, the movie also stars Amanda Bierce as Amy Peterson, who of course played Darcy on Married with Children. For anybody who has IMDb, they could look up that information, but you don't have to now because I gave it to you. We are your internet yeah. movie database. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite uh, quite have that much information, but I do try to 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 look things up and write them down so that you don't have to. <laughs> that's uh, that's my job here at Mainlining Movies to provide you with information. So anyway, so the the movie the movie is. It, it really is scary, even though there is some some comedy to it. The uh, the vampires in the movie are are pretty scary. Pretty, I don't know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. They're they're more they're more monstrous than say like a Dracula, where Dracula is, he has more of a of a humanistic character to him the uh the the vampire in, the, in this movie is, is definitely more monstrous the it does keep with the old um, legend that the vampires can't enter your house unless invited in which is actually kind of a kind of a crazy scene where he thinks that he's going to be safe from the vampire and he goes downstairs and turns out his mom has finally invited the new neighbor into the house to uh, to get to know him, so now he can come in whenever he wants to. There's... That's a little unfair. I think if you're allowed in once, that's it. That's your allotment for the right. day or for that particular moment. I don't think that should stand forever. <laughs> that's a little unfair. Well, vampires use trickery to get out of everything. They Listen, do use trickery to get out of everything, which is probably why. <laughs> which is probably why they are immortal. I, I guess. Unless you know you drive a stake through their heart or uh, toss some garlic at them. By the way, speaking of that, 
I am convinced, ladies and gentlemen. That, <laughs> I know that, where you're going with this. <laughs> that Hayden is a vampire in real life. Uh, for one, he sparkles, which I don't know what that's all about, but he sparkles in the sunlight. Like, anyway. Um, also, he has a very irrational fear of... It's not a fear. It's a fear. <laughs> it's a it's hatred. A, it's a fear and slash hatred of garlic. It's just, very irrational. It's very irrational. I don't know. I've never met anybody. I've met people who dislike garlic, but I've never met anybody who hates garlic as much as Hayden does. And which I, I don't know. I don't know why we're friends because I happen to love garlic. And it's just to me, I find it crazy that somebody doesn't like garlic. Side tangent. He found out that I don't like garlic because we had to go to a work meeting and they made garlic bread with different soups. And I almost walked out because I didn't want to eat the garlic bread at all. And I didn't want to be in a room full of people that stank of garlic. This is this is true. <laughs> I'm telling you, a rational fear of garlic. It's not a fear. It's an it's, absolute it's hatred. <laughs> anyway, um, there's there's some other stuff. But yeah, the, the, the sparkling when it goes out in the sun, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen it happen. And the... Just very fair-skinned. The the loathe of of garlic. It's enough evidence for me that he's really a vampire, which which may be why he doesn't like vampire movies as much. They paint us in a bad light. They paint you in a bad (laughs) light. You took the words right out of my mouth. So, yeah. Anyway, back to to Fright Night. Um, If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. Check out the original. You can watch the remake if you want to. Check out the original first. Uh, it's a 1985 movie. And, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's my honorable mention. It's not the one that's my favorite, although I do love the movie. And I don't think it's the greatest. I will get to that after Hayden gets his. But I, I thought it needed an honorable mention. And so that's why I gave it one. So uh, you want to go ahead and, and talk about your movie? Yes. Yeah, so before I get to my movie, I need you to keep a tally on your paper because I've already tallied myself. I have three. You have. You ready for this? I have seven hundred and thirteen. Thirty-two. I, I know I'm worse than you. You have thirty-two. It's okay. I took a speaking class in high school, so I really, really, really try not to say "uh" a lot or "um." And I tried to give you a little bit of leeway because there were parts where you were going to say something and it was almost like an uh or an um, but it wasn't that at all. Like you literally just cut yourself off and went to something else. Like you changed the word, the verbiage that you were going to use. So I gave you a little bit of leeway there because I'm not going to sit there when you're like, and so, and you stop and then, you know, I'm not going to do that. I just, I just counted the uhs and the ums. So I'd, I'd, I'd like for you to do the same with me. I, I appreciate the leniency, sir. It's not a problem. Or like if you if you like or like if you stutter, I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh well, he stuttered. Is this because I called you out for being a vampire? Yeah, (laughs) it is actually. So I'm gonna go ahead and get into mine, and mine is a little movie that is newer. It has not been. In this decade, so the 2020s, it was not in the 2010s. It was actually a 2000s movie. It was a late 2000s movie. 
It's a little movie called 30 Days of Night. It was released October 19th, 2007, and it was directed by David Slade with a D. Not David Spade, but David Slade, like Slade Wilson. Which, Slade Wilson, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We're going to get to that in just a second, for those of you who know DC Comics. It stars Melissa George as Stella Olison, Josh Hartnett, who, who does not love Josh Hartnett? Josh Hartnett is amazing. He had weird hair. He does have weird hair. Yeah, he had weird hair to start his career, but he moved past that in recent years. <laughs> Uh, Josh, Josh Hartnett as Eben, Ol- Eben Olsen. I almost said Eben, like the Eben Hawk from <laughs> Knights of the Republic. Eben Olsen, so it's like Evan, but with a B. Danny Houston as Marlo. Ben Foster as The Stranger. Mark, I can't read my own handwriting. I think it's Boone. Mark, Yeah, Mark Boone Jr. as Bo Brower oh, and Manu Bobby Bennett. Sons of Anarchy, for those of you... Who likes Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, that's yeah. Who that is? Mark Boone. And Jr. speaking of Slade Wilson, Manu Bennett as Billy Kitka. For those of you who don't know, Manu Bennett plays Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, in the CW series Arrow, which has since ended with season eight. It was only ten episodes well, of the last season, so it was a great show. It was a good. Anyway. Show. I, I have to be honest; I didn't watch the entire thing. I kind of. You know, I, I have so many, so many things going on, as you all know, and so many shows and movies and stuff like that that we watch. And honestly, I just kind of got lost with it. And I may go back and watch it someday and finish it, but I probably only watched the first three seasons of the show. So way behind for those of you who keep track of that stuff. Way, way behind. Anyway. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I think I've got four so far, but if you have tallied anything, let me know. So the synopsis for this film is in the far northern hemisphere in the small town of Barrow, Alaska, it gets one month of darkness every year. Most of the residents, they head south. Some remain behind. Those who stay one year regret it, though, when hungry vampires descend on the town of Barrow to feed. Sheriff Eben, his wife Melissa, and his dwindling band of survivors must try to last one month until the first twilight. That's the synopsis of this film. These characters are trying to survive an entire 30 days with these vampires. Now, for those of you who don't know, these vampires are not like regular vampires. These are bestial vampires. Ones that you might see in something like Skyrim. For those of you who are big Skyrim fans, these vampires are complete monsters. These things are fast. They hunt in packs. They're not the classic handsome or sexy, beautiful, slow-moving, oh, I want to suck your blood and maybe a little something else, you know? nothing like that these vampires are insane they are complete utter alligators in a itty bitty pond of frogs just mowing these people down it has got some of the most gruesome deaths I think I've ever seen in any vampire movie ever 
We are far beyond the sparkling Twilight vampires like myself, far beyond the Tom Cruise. I believe that was Brad Pitt as well with some Kirsten Dunst, an interview of, of a vampire, interview with a vampire. Far beyond that. These things are nasty. They are mean. They look like regular people, but with black eyes that are just complete hunters. Imagine Predator if he hunted in packs with a bunch of him. And he is completely... Picture him, for those comic book fans out there, as Bane. Picture these vampires as Thanoses. There's like 10, 12 little Thanoses hunting down these little itty-bitty measly Ant-Man's daughter. That's what these humans look like compared to these vampires. These things are insane. And this movie is ridiculously terrifying. Ridiculously terrifying. The, the part that really scared me the most as a kid, um, because we're not going to get into a whole lot of that stuff. Uh, and by that, by that, I mean, we're not going to get into a whole lot of philosophical stuff or beliefs outside of this. But as a kid, I was very much uh, into the spiritual aspect of things, and I was a believer in this and that. And so watching this film in 2007, the scariest part of the film was when this lady is on her knees after have, having been captured by these vampires that are just about to absolutely maul her. She's on her knees, and she just keeps praying over and over again. She's like, please, God, just help me. Please, God, save me. And the lead vampire gets down in her face, bars his teeth as he looks up to the sky and looks back to her and just says two words, no God, and then mauls her to death. It is completely brutal. As a, as a child in fifth grade, that was petrifying. You should have been watching that movie in fifth grade. What were you like, 10, 11? This is, I this is not 10. a movie for it's not a movie for ten year olds. <laughs> yeah, I was up actually when this movie came out. It came out October nineteenth, so eleven days later, I would have turned eleven. So I was ten watching this film, but I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High at a far younger age. So yeah, I, you know what can you say? You had no parental <laughs> supervision. I did not. I'm I'm learning more and more about this. And I, I'm trying to trying to imagine myself as as your father, and I'm like, you shouldn't have been doing that, Sonny. That was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. I will never do that again. I promise. You should have been doing that, Sonny. Now you're gonna get uh, bailed. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. So, continuing on though, this movie's vampires they stack up pretty good against some other vampires. And by that, I mean, you take the vampires from, let's say, Interview with a Vampire. Let's say Twilight. Let's say you take the vampires from, I don't know, Fright Night, even Salem's Lot. And these things are taking them down. You put just two of these up against an entire nation of zombies, those zombies are done. In minutes, if not maybe an hour, because they got to go through the entire nation. And keep in mind, these vampires are fast. 
it's almost like they're teleporting without teleporting. That's how fast they are. So I would not survive this. This movie, first of all, you have to survive 30 days. I, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I think I would throw out Josh Hartnett, Ben Foster, Mark Boone Jr. Just to have some food for myself. <laughs> I mean, it was an entire town, so they clearly had plenty of food. And there is a lot of really cool scenes where they go from house to house and they kind of hide out there like a day or two. But these things sniff them out pretty quick. And the way that the film ends, it actually makes me kind of furious. But that being said, would I like to be one of these vampires? Yeah, probably. What, I got to live in a cave when it's light outside? Easy. I'll go to sleep. I get an entire 30 days of being vamped out hunting people. Heck yeah. And I get to live forever? Oh yeah. But in general, would I like to be a vampire? No. But also, yes. Yes, because of immortality. No, because of immortality. Imagine, you're a vampire, you have to see all your friends die who aren't vampires, all of your loved ones die who aren't vampires. Now, you're thinking, we'll just turn them. What if they don't want to be turned? And if you live long enough, you will see the end of the world. Would you really care, though? Like, would you... Do vampires have feelings enough to know that their loved ones love them? I've seen Once Bitten, which also, I was going to get to the after, but let's just go ahead and do it now. That is my honorable mention. Once Bitten is my honorable mention as a great vampire film that I think we need to talk about more. We need to dedicate an entire episode of Once Bitten and why it is Jim Carrey's best work. But continue. (laughs) I, I don't know that I agree it's Jim Carrey's best work, although I do like the movie. But anyway, no, I, I think movie. that I think that you, you know, vampires are known as these, and especially the vampires in the Thirty Days of Night universe are very emotionless. So therefore, you know, would you would you care if you had immortality? Would you care that that you were seeing? people that you you knew die. I'm not really sure. Well, if you go off the 30 Days of Night universe, which I'm glad you pointed out it is a universe, there is a subsequent film. Terrible. Don't watch it. Do not watch it. Awful. Absolute hot garbage. Also, I just thought of a film to put on my monster film list when we get to monster films alone. So, just throwing that out there. We're going to get to that, guys. Are we? Is that uh, is that something that we're gonna do? Why are you yeah, giving all those secrets away? Well, we talked about it last episode. Oh, I guess we did. We did talk about it last episode. We I'm did. Just get, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> you know, that's what I got. So that's do. that's me though. But if we're gonna talk about like the Thirty Days of Night universe, where I am emotionless, no, nah, I wouldn't really care. But I don't really want to see the end of the world slash universe, which I think I'd live through. Because you're a vampire and you're immortal, but then if you live through the end of the world, as long as it was cold and desolate, yeah, you'd survive. You don't need oxygen or anything, I don't believe. Or you just keep dying over and over and over. But not really. Because 
if you take the vampires of the being human, the U.S. version, the U.K. version is trash, into effect, let's just pretend they run out of oxygen. They, quote, die, but immediately come back to life, if that makes any sense, because they can't die. They weren't stabbed to the heart with a stake, nor were they subject to light, if that makes any sense. So, like, they just... Boop, run out of oxygen. Oh, look, I've suffocated to death. Just kidding, I'm back to life, not even a minute later. If that makes any sense. If you saw the end of the world, but you survived, would it really be the end of the world? Ah, that's a good, that's a philosophical question for another day. That's a good one. If a tree falls in the, no, I'm just kidding. Mainlining philosophy, that's our new podcast coming soon, guys. Just kidding. I, I may be better at, at talking about that. I don't know. We we could find out. We could find out. I think we need to do mainlining video games, but that's just a podcast idea. I think that would be good because I could talk about The Witcher all day and Call of Duty. And see, the thing is, though, yeah. if we did mainlining video games, and we we you know N64, we were doing it like <laughs> we're doing it now. I would just say. Super Mario Brothers and drop the mic and then we'd be done. We'd have one episode. Super Mario Brothers, greatest greatest video game of all time. I, I beg to differ. I would, I, I am personally going to say that is The Witcher 3. <laughs> this is another reason I think you're a vampire. <laughs> it, have, it really has nothing to do with anything except that I wanted to say that again. So there. why don't we get into yours? I think I'm done. And also, I counted, I have nine so far. But if you have more than that, let me know. I think that's about right. That's where I was I was tallying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to try really hard not to say it in this next segment. My next step is going to be trying not to say like all the time. That may be a little harder. Yeah, but it's got to be done. Anyway, okay. So... The the vampire movie that I think is the greatest vampire movie of all time really wasn't even a movie. It was actually a miniseries. Whoa, that's cheating, though. I, I don't think we can do this. I can do this because... Well, hold on. No, you can because we have some moments from the original It with Tim Curry as the scariest movie moments of all time, and it was a miniseries. So True. True. I'll let it pass. It's anyway, been approved. The jury I, approves. I'm so I'm so thankful that the jury approves. Anyway, <laughs> so this is the crazy thing. This movie came out in 1979 and actually had a PG rating. It probably wouldn't get a PG rating now. No, no. But it had a PG rating in 1979. This movie is terrifying. The name of the movie We've actually already mentioned it once tonight in this episode and several times throughout the recording process here is Salem's Lot. Now, the reason that I think this is the best vampire movie of all time is I am 36 years old. I don't remember exactly what age I was when I seen this movie, but to this day, I have nightmares from this movie. This It is just absolutely terrifying and the the movie stars david soul uh, for those of you who care that's uh, starsky and hutch 
fame. He played he played Ken Hutchinson on Starsky and Hutch. Not the Ben Stiller movie, the original TV show. But he plays novelist Ben Mears, who returns home to his little town of Salem's Lot to find out that townspeople are mysteriously disappearing. And turns out it's because there are vampires in the land. Now, these vampires are very humanistic, mainly because they there's a lot of fresh vampires. So the, the master is a lot like the 1922 Nosferatu vampire in the sense he looks very, very similar and he's very I don't know what I want to say. He's he's monstrous. He's a very cliche monstrous yes, vampire. Exactly. Exactly. Very very early monster looking vampire. Very or, stereotypical. Exactly. Vampire. Exactly. Yeah. So looking at at you know 1979 if you go back and look at at Nosferatu from 1922 you would um they're mirror images basically so this movie I don't know if I mentioned it or not this movie is based on a Stephen King novel of the same name I've never read the book I don't have a lot of time to read but no he just can't read <laughs> that, that too I'm having a hard time looking at my Looking at my writing here, but the uh, so anyway, they uh, the scariest scene in this movie is when caretaker Mike Ryerson, who is played by Jeffrey Lewis, who if anybody has ever seen The Devil's Rejects, he was he was in that movie as well. He has just been turned uh, whenever he's he's dug a grave for a child that has gone missing and has been turned into a vampire and as he's digging the grave something draws him to to jump down into the the grave and open the casket and inside the little boy has turned into a vampire the little boy bites him so he's freshly turned and he shows up at at the house of one of the townspeople and they, they open the door and he's sitting there in the room and he's, he's in a rocking chair and he's just sitting there. And all you, all you really see is his eyes and they're, they're glowing and they just, they look evil. And he just, he just keeps whispering, look at me. And this like sinister, uh, sinister voice that is just, absolutely terrifying like i actually have chills right now just thinking about the scene i know you can't see me you'll just have to take my honest word for it but i don't know your arms are pretty hairy i don't think we can see that (laughs) well you know that's that's beside the point just that's the problem being a man (laughs) that's right that's right just know that this this scene does give me cold chills even to this day even just talking about it let alone watching it, but I I think it, it's so terrifying. One, Jeffrey Lewis, I think, did a great job playing playing this part, but also just 
imagine you just walked into a room in your house and and there's just this vampire sitting there just rocking and not really saying anything except you know look at me and just and then he's he just stops rocking the chair and he gets up and he starts walking closer just continues to repeat the same thing it is just absolutely 100 percent terrifying and if you haven't seen this movie i highly recommend checking it out yes it's 1979 it will be a little campy uh it will be it will be a little dated uh, as far as special effects go and stuff like that but it is it is so so worth the watch so worth the watch that you you just you got to check it out got to check it out it's scary it's creepy it's everything you want in a vampire movie they uh, they did a really good job of of telling telling the story making you like the characters make you feel for the characters and it's just it's one of those things that it, it will stick with you if you if you truly take the time to appreciate the movie, it will stick with you because it, it's just that good. And I know that because, well, it stuck with me for all of these years, still terrifies me, still causes me to have nightmares. And that's why I think it's the greatest movie of all time. Now, greatest vampire well, movie. greatest vampire movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Now, these... I already mentioned that the the vampire comparison very similar to to Nosferatu. Could I survive this movie? I think I could, and I'll tell you why. Because this movie also sticks with the the folklore of not being uh, vampires not being able to enter unless invited. I don't like people, therefore, <laughs> I, I don't invite. He's not inviting people. anybody. I don't invite people into my house. And, you know, I'm sure as heck not going to invite, you know, this pale skin, you know, fang teeth looking thing into my house. So, yeah, I think I could survive for, for that simple reason that I just wouldn't let anybody enter into my house. And also... I don't really like it on the East Coast. This movie takes place in in Maine, where all of Stephen King's stories take place, or at least the majority of them. And I think that that I don't really like the East Coast that much, so I would not be there. And I want to. Oh, I want to be. Some... I don't like the East Coast, so yeah. I'm not going to be there. Like, he he just flipped New England the bird. <laughs> well, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd much rather be somewhere warmer maybe even somewhere yes. west where i could look at mountains or something that's that's where i want to be where does fright night take place that uh you know is you that know, like i don't remember it's, la san fran no i think i think fright night's actually a um i think it's a midwestern town really i'm going to try to look it up real quick now Here's the thing. I think the best thing about being a vampire is all the ladies. Think about this. I mean, vampires, they're just, they got ladies chasing them, you know? 
all the time. And they don't even have to be they don't even have to be good looking. They just, you know, ladies chase after vampires. They uh all the time. All the time. Vampires getting ladies. And I think that's why I think that's the best thing about being a vampire. Ladies. The worst thing. <laughs> I'm happily married, guys. I already got my lady. I don't need ladies chasing me. I'm just saying that for the podcast for anybody who wants to give me grief about it. Well, and, now I'm going to give you grief about it. <laughs> namely, my wife. If You know, she admitted. The she, next time I see her, I'm going to be like, Jessica. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, my wife admitted to me that she hasn't been listening to our podcast because we're talking about horror movies and she doesn't like horror movies. She's like, when you talk about something that I like, I will listen to the podcast. And it broke my heart a little bit because I'm enjoying this and it's something I'm proud of. It's the only option. And, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad that that she's not listening, but I understand it. Maybe, maybe when we get to rom-coms, she'll start, she'll start listening. But anyway, now, the worst thing about being a vampire, easily sunburnt. That's it. Just going to say it, easily sunburnt. That's the worst thing about being a vampire. Would you agree? Well, <clears throat> not to further your weird conspiracy that I'm a vampire but I would agree because going out in 50 degree weather when the sun is shining just enough and there's not a cloud in sight I do tend to sunburn pretty bad so see so you can relate that's what I thought <laughs> I, I can relate. yeah I can relate <laughs> you know next time tomorrow actually when I see you at work, I'm I may bring a cross in and see if you just like like shy away from the cross. And if you do, that will that will truly confirm. Or I could just wear some garlic cloves around my neck and see if you uh, say I would see. First of all, I'm glad I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> because you'll forget by Saturday. That's true. I might I might forget by Saturday. I I'll probably forget by the time I go to bed tonight. Because that's that's what happens when you get old. But now, I said I was going to look it up, and I did look it up. Here, Fright Night takes place in the imagined town of Rancho Corvallis. Corvallis, I think that's how you say it. Uh, it's the name is never mentioned in the film, but it might be somewhere outside of Los Angeles. So you were correct. It does take place in Los Angeles. So stay away from Los Angeles. Go to Texas. The most you got to deal with is that stone cold rattlesnake. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So don't don't go to the East Coast. <laughs> don't go to the East Coast. Don't go to the West Coast. Basically, stay away Just from water. Be somewhere in the middle. Be somewhere in the middle. That's right. Middle or of- be around all the water and get your local priest or rabbi to bless it that that might work that might work i don't know how whoever they are I, I don't know how that works like if you if you make water holy i don't know if you 
if you can make all the water holy, or if you make some of the water holy, like if they can do like a bunch at a time. I don't know how that works. And now I do know that in the Coke plants, Coca Cola, not like you know cocaine, but in the Coke plants, they do make kosher Coke. And they do have a rabbi come in and, and he blesses the entire vat of of Coke. So I, I guess it can be done in bulk. So see, see. So there you go. I don't, I don't know if one if one priest or rabbi has the power to bless the entire ocean. <laughs> what? Where, where am I going with this? Anyway. We should get multiple. We should get multiple. <laughs> Line them up. Line, Line them up. up. You gotta be Six feet apart, That's not right. because of social distancing, but just because we got to cover this area. That's right. We got to go big, go 12 feet apart. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's 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 the plan. That's that's where I would stay away from, though, probably. If I was going to go to the beach or be near water, I'd go south where it's warm. It gets too cold in Maine, but they do have lobster, so... Worst, the- worst New England accent ever. I'm sorry, guys. I'm yeah, not but good. They do have lobster. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at impressions. I'm not. It was good. more like a meatball Chicago yeah. guy. I'm I'm not good at this podcast. I'm not good at anything except not being good at stuff. Oh, you know what? <laughs> we hit that 45 minute mark, man. We did hit the 45 minute mark. That's nice. Also. I think we should do mainlining video games so I can just be Jimmy Z the whole time. (laughs) That'll be the personality. I'll be the over-exaggerated Jimmy Z. Or, since we're going to probably, hopefully, make it NSFW, I can be our favorite Jason Blundell, the over-exaggerated version of him. This is going to be great. I love it. I love this. This is awesome. So We'll do bi-weekly uploads. (laughs) For those of you listening... Uh, we don't have time to go into it all, but Jimmy Z was a creator of zombie stories for Call of Duty, <laughs> and Hayden does this impression where he pretends he's Jimmy Z, and they're in the meeting for coming up with these stories for the zombies, and it it's it's crazily over embellished, uh, but we do have a lot of fun talking about it, making fun of it. And so that's the that's the Jimmy Z reference that, that he is making. And maybe maybe we will. Maybe we will get there someday. I, I would love it, man. And for those of you in the UK, Jimmy Zed. Zed. So yeah. We gotta hit all we gotta hit on all fronts. And it comes from a place of love because I absolutely love the Call of Duty Black Ops World at War, Black Ops Two, Black Ops Three, Zombies. So it comes from a place of love. For the Jimmy Z and the Jason Blundell impressions, just got to go over the top with it because it's funny. And the best part about those, by the way, people, we're just we're done with the mainlining movies, and now we're just into the shooting uh, segment of the show. Uh, but it comes from a place of love because I love all that stuff, and it's funny. The best part about those is. It sounds ridiculous, and it sounds like I'm making all this stuff up or I'm blowing it out of proportion. But you can ask Nathan. It's literally the maps. Everything it is, about it is, it is, it is the, the story and the map. Like, it's 
spot on, but it just sounds ridiculous <laughs> because it all is. It is all ridiculous, but it, it is fun. It is a lot of fun to uh, to play those maps and to uh, really when when I say it's all embellished, just your your whole persona, your whole impersonation of of Jimmy Z is is it's it's over the top. I love it. It, it sounds. I'll just give you guys a, an example. It sounds like a Chicago every, guy. <laughs> it sounds like every cop from every detective from every 80s cop movie ever. It's like, got this, like big old cigar in his hand and he's wearing a top hat and trench coat. And like that's just the, that's the, the feeling I get with these impersonations. <laughs> and they are perfect and great and wonderful. And we do have a lot of fun. Yes, for those of you wondering, we do get work done. We actually work very hard. We do. We, we try to make it fun and, and have fun. There are times where we get to work side by side and, and we get to have these conversations while we're working. Yep, yep, and exactly. We haven't gotten fired yet. so well, I, I, I have once before. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've been fired from a job, just not this job. Yeah, I've been fired from this job before. Anyway, that's... I don't have time to go. Long story. I've I've been, I've been at my job now for a very long time. 14, almost 14. It'll be 14 years on the 28th of this month, which is, is really. You'll be on vacation next month, right? I am going to be on vacation next month. Yeah. That's his 14 year vacation. Not quite. It's a little, it's a little (laughs) past my, past my anniversary, but. I'd like to take a 14-year vacation. A 14-year vacation? A 14-year vacation. Let's just take it. That's anyway. it. You don't work for 14 years. <laughs> no. Now, should we should we let people know that there is a possibility that we may be taking a week off next week? Or or do you think that, that we're going to have time to to record and actually actually continue to bring the people what they want? Yeah, so next week, we just want to say we appreciate everybody for listening very much. We appreciate your viewership, however you may be listening to this, whether it's on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, what have you. We definitely appreciate you all listening very, very much, and we want to continue to bring you these episodes in a way that we think is fun, in a way that you think is fun, uh, just so you can listen to this. And that was another, uh, I am at 12, my goodness. And we just want you all to know that this coming Wednesday, when we typically record, we're doing this right now on a Thursday because I overslept. I am actually getting my second COVID shot. And as a just in case, we're going to put off the recording if I feel too crappy. I've already had my first one. I've gotten Moderna, which you guys have heard about that in the first episode. So that's how, or second episode. Anyway, that's how far into this we are. But I'm getting my second shot, and I just wanted to make sure that I am in the best possible place to actually record. Uh, much like work, I'm, I never really call off like ever, but I don't want to be that guy who's just in such a bad mood. He moves on too quickly. He talks a little too low. He sounds like he doesn't want to be here, you know, and stuff like that. So that's kind of what the thought process is right now. 
I've talked to a lot of people. It affects a lot of people differently. Some people feel fine. Some people have a horrible headache and they feel really, really ill, almost flu-like for about 12 hours. Some people are just really achy and they got to lay down for about 12 hours. Some people feel it for about three hours and they get sick of it. So they take a hot shower and they feel better. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to feel. So I might be staying over uh, at a, my girlfriend's house or I might be coming home and just going to sleep and maybe even waking up super late. I'm not entirely sure. After my shot, we would typically record this about six to seven hours after I've got my shot. So I might start feeling something there, but that's just where that's coming from. We might take a break one week and then we'll get right back to it with another 10 scariest movie moments of all time. Again, I I really, really appreciate everybody who listens to this. I know Nathan does as well. This is something that we would love to take further and further and further and just keep going with it. Just keep running with it and bettering the show. And if taking next week off because of my second shot allows me to put in some time to better the show as well as Nathan, so be it. I'm getting a whole new mic. I know this one sounds pretty good. The one I used last week was a little bad. I did not like the audio for that at all. So I'm just going to go back to my Apple headphones. But I've got one coming that hopefully will be better than this. And hopefully I don't have to sit at a weird angle, stand at a weird angle. I've actually got it to where I can just talk into it now. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better than it has in previous episodes. But that's where that's coming from. And again, we just need you to be patient with us. We need you to hold on. If we take next week off, don't think we're going anywhere. Don't think we've given up. I know some of you might have thought we've given up or just forgot or just put it to the side this week because I overslept yesterday or just slept a little too early, I should say, yesterday. But I promise we're going to keep coming back at you with all this stuff. So do you have anything for this week before we go? No, just just to kind of add on to, to what you were saying, we, we do appreciate everyone who listens. And I did have a couple of people reach out to me today and was like, hey, where's the new episode? Why isn't it up? And... Uh, I didn't post it on the Facebook page because I was hoping we'd get to record tonight when we did, and so that's I, I held off. Had we not gotten to record tonight, I would have I would have posted on the page said, "Hey, we're we're going to be late with this episode," but but yeah, we we do appreciate everybody who listens and and for the feedback. Um, continue to go to our Facebook page. We don't really get a whole lot of comments on there. We we'd like to hear from you guys. Um, just. You know, go ahead and, and leave a comment on there. Tell us something we should talk about. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us if we're good. Tell us if we're bad. We'd love to hear from you either way. Uh, give us give us ideas of, for an episode, whether there's a movie you want us to talk about or a movie we, we should review. I, I do think that we will get into some movie reviews later. Which on. I'm watching Mortal Kombat tomorrow, so I will be giving you guys a review on that next week awesome. if we have an episode or the awesome. week after. Sounds good. Have you seen Have you seen Godzilla vs Kong yet? Not yet. I I watched that today. I'm not gonna go. I won't go into a, a review right now. But I will say the the ending I thought was a little predictable, but I, I really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was very well done. A lot of fun. A lot of a lot of entertaining moments. And and I, I I did enjoy watching it. That's all I'm gonna say about it right now. I may may go deeper into it. In, a, in another episode, but anyway, really just wanted to say that that we appreciate everybody everybody listening. And if we do have to take a week off because of of whatever, 
we will be back the following week with our with our next 10 on our countdown and we will hopefully have more time to put into it and and more more dialogue to to throw at it and not just ramble through and really take the time to to explain why these movies are on our countdown and why they're why we think they're the scariest movies movie moments of all time plus as we get near the top that's when we get real juicy so we'll have even more talking points with those yeah absolutely absolutely i think i feel like the first 10 while scary we didn't have a whole lot of uh, jump scares in in those they were they were a lot more psychological as we as we move further down the list and and towards our number one scary movie moment i think we will get to more jump scares and more things that that just you know frighten everything out of you and i look forward to to reaching to reaching number one as we as we get there but until then this has been vampires i hope you guys enjoyed it i've had a lot of fun talking about it i always have fun hayden i always have fun talking to you appreciate likewise I appreciate it. I appreciate you being willing to to put up with me and and do this show Dang. for for an hour <laughs> for an hour every week. Although even though the show is about an hour, we we do put a lot more time into that. I, I hope I hope it's reflected in this. We do put a lot of time into to coming up with what we're going to talk about and and watching these movies and going back and looking at the films and 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 doing that. So. Absolutely. So to give you guys the final counter, I'm at 14. Nathan, you want to hear your number? Not really. It's like 8,432, I'm sure. 51. But that's okay. We're going to keep working on this, guys. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next week or the week after. Don't be surprised if that doesn't go up next week. It's okay. We're still here to stay. Just got some things to get through, some little bugaboos. But if I feel great, we'll get to that. Thank you all for listening very, very much. Show yourself some love. Show your people some love. Show your neighbors some love, your friends, your family. Reach out. Give somebody a good day because you don't know what they're going through. This has been Mainlining Movies. Everybody, keep mainlining movies. Have a good one.